0: Welcome to the Parent Matters podcast, where we equip moms, dads, and caregivers to connect and confidently parent their children. Parenting doesn't come with a how-to manual, so we're here to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of parenting. I'm your host, Susan Stutzman, a licensed clinical professional counselor, child therapist, early childhood development educator, and owner of Kid Matters Counseling. Today is the first in a two-part divorce series we're going to talk about explaining divorce to kids and co-parenting. And today we are going to focus on the explaining the divorce to kids. And here to help me do that is child therapist from Kid Matters Counseling, Carly Shrimple. Carly's a licensed clinical social worker and a child therapist who has a lot of experience helping families and kids specifically navigate family separations and divorce. Welcome to the show, Carly. Thanks, Susan. It's wonderful to be here. So today is our the first part in our two-part divorce series where we're gonna be talking together. Mm -hmm. And today we're gonna talk about explaining divorce to kids. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work with divorce and separation issues in your practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So originally I started in the field with trauma. I worked a lot with children in residential settings and have an extensive trauma background. And then, um, I transitioned my practice and in the, that community, there was a lot of divorce and separation mm-hmm. that was occurring. Mm-hmm. And I found that. And it's like a very big loss that there can be a lot of healing involved. And I am grateful to be a part of that experience to kind of help parents and children navigate the loss and be mm-hmm. able to find healing within a big family change.
0: Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that right off the bat because loss is a big deal. And we all grieve and work through mm-hmm. loss in different ways. And it also um, can feel traumatic to lose. And um, even if there are important parts for, through the separation or through a divorce, um, there are things that need to be processed and trauma that is felt and loss and grief. Um, so what an amazing background to be able to bring that into your work with families and kids through separation and divorce. Well, I'm really glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about explaining the divorce. And I know that you um, have uh, three tips that you encourage parents to really focus on when they explain divorce to their kids. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd love to delve into each one. But before we do that, can you just highlight the three that you're going to share? And then we'll um, jump in. Yep, absolutely.
1: So the first is to be age-appropriate. The second is to keep it simple. And the third is to be consistent without placing blame.
0: Ooh, those are heavy. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Um, well, I'm excited to hear about them. So let's jump in. So number one, be age appropriate. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like mm-hmm. in
1: telling the narrative of a divorce story. Absolutely. So... Being age appropriate means fitting the words to match the child's developmental age. So if a child is younger, like school age, you might use less words and you might even have to use toys to speak the language of the child. Mm -hmm. If you have multiple different children in your family, you might have to tailor it Differently to each child. Mm-hmm. If it's say like seven to eleven, that might be a different conversation, and that might you might be able to use words without toys.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever use books um, to explain the divorce or what is happening in the change as a change in a family system?
1: Yep. Um, so there are books and there are resources that, that you can give to parents to kind of help, but. I like to tailor each story to the family. So mm. every family is different and their story is different. And the readiness of parents that they w- are willing to share with their child changes over time, mm-hmm. which is important to note that through divorce, it doesn't mean that you only share the story once. It mm. means that you are sharing the story multiple times throughout the child's lifespan.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I think that I think that that's... Um, that's important. And I think that'll play into the being consistent without placing blame Mm -hmm. because um, sharing a story that's age appropriate is really important, but it can be really challenging and tricky, Mm -hmm. especially when like you highlighted, there are books that can tell parts of things that are true for you, but not parts of things that are true for um, everyone. And so it's like, what do you do? How do you really tell this? And, Um, Kids might ask, did that happen? Mm -hmm. Or was, is that true about daddy or mommy? Mm -hmm. Um, And tailoring. So walk me through maybe how you would do, um, how you, how you would encourage a parent in an age appropriate way to share uh, the divorce narrative if there was a five and a seven and a nine-year-old in the house.
1: That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) So first and foremost, it's, The parents have to be together to share what they feel, uh, like, comfortable with sharing with their children because Mm -hmm. divorce, there's a disagreement somewhere, Mm -hmm. and there may be damage within that relationship, too, that isn't repaired, Mm -hmm. um, and and it has caused the relationship to sever or terminate. But what doesn't change is that the parents are going to be working together on behalf of their children, So, I forget the question. And
0: we'll talk more about that in the co-parenting podcast. But, like, how would you set it up to be age-appropriate? Would you have, Mm -hmm. like, mom and dad sitting on the floor or on chairs and sit their kids down? Or would you have, like, um, two dollhouses out Mm -hmm. and um, have dad read some portions as mom Mm -hmm. shows the narrative through t- play like you know five to nine is a big age range yeah so is there something that you would recommend like that
1: yep and it too really depends on the child like your child may like if they're five maybe even five to seven maybe they do need toys maybe they understand better through action i mean they're The parents know the child the best Mm -hmm. or the children the best, and that's where the magic happens with helping develop narratives is that it's not just one fits all. It's, okay, so maybe even though you are – seven years old you may need toys or puppets to explain that you are going to be living in two different homes Mm -hmm. and that the family is going to be changing. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's like a wide age range you can you know sit down and have a family meeting and say one part of the story and if other like older children have questions you're also prepared to answer those questions Mm -hmm. to meet the needs of that child.
0: Yeah that's that's really helpful that's that is helpful. Okay, so that's tip number one, be age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any resources that you like to utilize, like books or or helps to help parents start um, navigating through even thinking about, the telling of the story, mm-hmm. right? When they're telling, they're breaking the news to their kids about divorce, um, we'll link those in the show notes below. So if you have any of those resources, Perfect. Um, or if you're looking for that as parents, check out the show notes um, and we'll provide links below. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second tip is keep it simple. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit, I know we touched on that a little bit in being age appropriate, but what what does simple look like um, from your perspective?
1: Yep. So simple means the fewer the words, the better, especially when you first explain that your family's going to be changing. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes children, when they are offered not so good news or a big change news, they are not very present. And so if you overwhelm the child with a bunch of words they may not be able to receive the message that you're trying so hard to tell them which is i'm going it's going to be okay it's going to feel like it's not okay for a while but we're going to be together in this even though our family looks different Mm.
0: yeah and i thank you for touching on that right the the brain, when we, even if we can hear things Mm -hmm. cognitively, or we see our child and they may be, let's say they're seven or nine and they can, they have a full vocabulary, um, that you can speak to. Mm -hmm. They oftentimes, when they sense there's danger or trauma or something about bad is about to happen, your body goes into fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And in that, um, it's very hard to hear because you're just trying to survive. So if you, as a child or an adult, right? (laughs) Yeah. But if you get some news Mm -hmm. of loss or this, you know, my family is separating, Mm -hmm. my parents are separating, you're trying to work really hard to figure out Survival, mm-hmm. even if you might look like you're listening, yep. or you're like, oh yeah, I got that, or I knew that was going to happen, your body is working really hard to just keep you there mm-hmm. in the moment.
1: Yep. And, and I'm, so that you can't hear as right. much. Right. And I'm glad you said that too, because even parents are having that reaction when they're explaining that mm-hmm. they're no longer going to be together. So, being mindful of the delivery and keeping it simple mm-hmm. so that the parents as well can stay regulated because co regulation is definitely going to be needed.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and, and even if it isn't this huge trauma, right? Like dad has traveled, and you, as a parent, you say, well, this isn't going to be that big of a change for our household. Mm-hmm. The unknown can also trigger our fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and being incongruent in the environment as well. So if you're saying, if you're not being age appropriate, right, you're talking in this really Mm -hmm. high language, or if you're saying it's going to be perfect or it's not going to change at all, Mm -hmm. that's that for a child, they know that's not Really real, Mm -hmm. or it's not congruent. It's not, it doesn't match up. Right. Nothing's going to change, but mom and dad are separating what? Right. So, again, that's that going down into that fight or flight. So, telling an age appropriate and small little Mm -hmm. doses, you're saying, is really helpful.
1: Yeah. So, an example would be like mom and dad are no longer going to be living together. Mm -hmm. That could be the first part of the narrative as it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if a child asks why. That can be a simple answer as well, your dad and I work better when we don't live together. Okay. Yeah. That is pretty simple. Very simple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I could imagine, okay, what does that mean for us? And, um, and so you're, when you talk about um, a simple narrative, do you? Help parents work through those questions too? Absolutely.
1: Okay. And that leads into the third tip Mm -hmm. very nicely. Yeah. Tell us about it. Be consistent without placing blame. Mm -hmm. So, this is really specifically geared towards the questions that are going to be asked or the questions that are not asked but are often thought. Mm -hmm. Because some children, you know, respond to loss differently that they don't necessarily jump up and down and say, hey, mom and dad, I have all of these questions. And so it's something to be mindful of that each parent knows how to respond to those questions that are often asked or thought of. So are you saying,
0: so I'm sorry, let me just ask this question. Are you saying that before... You even sit down with your children, you're suggesting that, um, pa- that the parents, the two parents um, who are separating, they create not only a simple narrative, but they create a list of answers to questions that are simple answers that they can both say the same answer. Yep. Oftentimes that's very helpful. That sounds like they might need a mediator
1: or something. <laughs> well, oftentimes that's very helpful because like there is a lot of blame that normally occurs mm-hmm. when there's mm-hmm. first when first parents are going through the change of divorce mm-hmm. that that's where a lot of mistakes occur. And so setting up the stage of there's going to be questions that are asked Here are those questions that may be asked or thought of. And this is, again, like an ongoing process. It's not done just one time, Mm -hmm. it's something that's done over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And so, being consistent, meaning I shared this, and sometimes, you know, parents aren't put on the spot, and it's not a question that's like normal or traditional given in a situation with separation or loss Mm -hmm. with a divorce. So, It's, hey, I had, this is a conversation that I had with our child. Mm -hmm. And that way, the the other parent can back up their co-parent and say the same thing. So that way, there's congruency. There's not inconsistency with dad said, this is why mom and dad got divorced. Mm. And mom said, this is why mom and dad got divorced.
0: Which then the inconsistency can help. To, again, kind of create this instability in a child's brain that causes them to kind of be in survival mode, which is where Mm -hmm. a lot of times, uh, you know, I know I see a lot of kids with anxiety or Mm -hmm. anger or um, just behaviors that the parents are concerned about, Mm -hmm. um, but they're more of surfacey behaviors because of um, different things that the parents are not able to provide in the moment or didn't know. Mm -hmm. So no shame in that, it's just, um, you know, the more you can be consistent about the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: not place blame. Right, and I think too, it's important to note there that in the beginning stages of separation and divorce, not every parent's comfortable with sharing pieces of the story Mm -hmm. and it's okay to say, I don't know. And when I do know the answer, I will tell you.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I will add one other thing, too, that when I work with kids with divorce, one of the things that I encourage parents to say or to do mm-hmm. is to, if they say, I don't know, they also tell the child, but I will figure it out because right. I'm your mom or I'm the parent, and you can know that we're taking care of you. Yep. So that there's that blanketing of...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um again consistency right you don't have to figure this out you don't have to become an adult etc mm-hmm. okay well we're going to take a break just real quick um, a sponsor break for today's podcast because today's podcast is sponsored by the five-day parenting challenge. It's a free five-day challenge to help you make meaningful connections with your kiddos in five minutes or less for five whole days. So if you are interested, just go to kidmatterscounseling.com slash challenge to sign up and start making meaningful memories with your children today. Okay, welcome back. So Carly, we just talked about explaining divorce to kids. And the three tips that you shared are be age appropriate when sharing the story, keep it simple when sharing the story, and be consistent without placing blame. Is there anything else you think that um, it would be worth mentioning in order for us to kind of go out and do this as parents. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think it's important to note, as I mentioned before, that the narrative or divorce narrative saying that your family is changing is going to change as well. Mm. And being mindful of that you are going to be working together with your co-parent to help the child understand what's going on with that change. Mm -hmm. And also you're showing the child how to work together as parents without always agreeing, which is such a valuable lesson. And I think to have that understanding that you are setting up your child for success Mm -hmm. to heal from a potential damaging event in their lives, you are doing so by sharing the story of how the family is going to be changing. First, and being mindful that it's going to be a process and it's okay to make mistakes because with every rupture there are repairs.
0: Yeah, and I love that you said that one thing that came to mind as you said that is like a a painting that you may be working on for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um I know like when my kiddos are in art class um and because we've been in uh quarantine or COVID, uh, life at this (laughs) point, um, I've been able to actually sit in on some of those zoom, um, art classes, which is really fun. And some of it, it's it's like multiple weeks, right. Or multiple days of teaching Mm -hmm. where it's like you first sketch it out. Mm-hmm. Then you use a marker and you, you know, you make it really deep like the, you know, with a Sharpie. Then you might color it in or paint it um, and yes. glaze it and that type of thing. And you might want to add things at different points. For texture, and that's like this—like explaining to parents, you don't have to have it all right now, but you do need to know where you're going.
1: Yes, that's a beautiful
0: analogy. <laughs> you said that so well. Well, I, I you know, it's. Thank you. I, uh, but I, that just came to mind as mm-hmm. you were saying that um, because. It's, I think it's really hard for parents, um, especially when they want to grasp onto what is known, mm-hmm. but to realize it's going to be a process and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Great art wasn't made in a day. Your life isn't going to be made in a day. This is a beautiful story, so let's allow it to not... Have to be perfect at every point, mm-hmm. but that we're going to see what we're going to see what comes, and we may need a little extra in a few weeks or in a few months. Mm-hmm. And we and the story may unfold, or we may realize that there's a tree in the picture, yeah. Right? So, um, doing that well, Carly, thank you so much for being here on this um uh, podcast with me today. The first part. Um, If people want to find out more about you or about stuff
1: that you've written or um, done work on, where can they go to find you? Well, they can find me at KidMattersCounseling.com. I have several blog posts on divorce relating to this topic and relating to how to co-parent. Wonderful. And if you need any additional help, you can always give me a call or reach out to me at Carly at KidMattersCounseling.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me
0: today. All right, folks. Thank you. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast. And please join me next time for the Parent Matters podcast. And remember, don't parent
1: alone.